think that photo videographer conflict, I feel like it's gone away. Everybody's kind of doing the same things. You just communicate, you get the job done. It's a better product on both sides for the clients, better experience, everyone's yeah. happy. And then this last weekend happened. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> Welcome to the Union Podcast. I'm Jamie Wolfer. And I'm Heather Fear. We're two wedding planners who just love to share how we got started and scaled to beyond six figures in this amazing and sometimes really competitive industry. We talk about the tech tactics, mindset, and mistakes that have helped us to get to this point in our business. So whether you're a solopreneur or just dreaming about starting a wedding business, we are here to support you on this journey. Let's dive into this week's episode. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so excited because you've got a story I and I can't story. wait to hear it. <laughs> it's exciting and really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most good stories have an element of both, right? It's got to be exciting and awful at the same time. This is yes. hopefully going to be the start of, I don't know, maybe a new series of vendor horror stories. And every time I'm going to say mm -hmm. it, I'm going to say it in that same exact voice because I just feel like there's some stuff we got to share and talk about. There, There is. And you know what? Other people need to know. The people need to know what they're doing the people to make to weddings know. miserable. <laughs> so whatever you're doing, grab, grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Cause we're about to spill some because you <laughs> had a situation recently. I did with another vendor. I did. What happened? And I've been doing this 20, like 22 years, something like that. I don't, I don't fight with vendors and not that this was like a fight. Nobody fought each other, <laughs> but it, it, became, it got so bad. It was like, are you doing this out of spite by the end? Wow. Like that's how ugh, it was. So I'm a photographer. For those of you who don't know me, I feel like I just started a bridesmaid speech. For those of you who don't know me. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> my name is Casey. Um, I've been yeah. friends with the bride for 12 years. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So my name is Vanessa Joy. I've been a wedding photographer for 20 something years. And back in the day, videographer, the videographer role has changed so drastically. When I first started, it was just a guy with a camcorder. And he would kind of lean over your shoulder and do the things you were going to do. And he'd just be barely speaking a word. As it grew, videographers got more creative. They needed a little bit more creative control. And photographers would have to work a little bit more in tandem. And I feel like there was a rough spot as that change happened. And But as like DSLRs got really popular and basically video and photo teams were all using the same equipment and the same yeah. lenses. And then social media and expectations were all kind of creating the same sort of thing. There's been such peace. And I recently said that to somebody, you know, that photo videographer conflict, I feel like it's gone away. Everybody's kind of doing the same things. You just communicate, you get the job done. It's a better product on both sides for the clients, better experience. Everyone's yeah. happy. And then this last weekend happened. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. I have what? a lot of great, my husband is a videographer, so I have mm. a lot of grace for, and not just grace. I have a lot of understanding of what they need to get their job done. I know yeah. what they need. I know they need me to not make people stand still and hold a boring pose. I know that they need movement. I know that they need warning when movement is coming towards them. I know that they need to sweep through on the gimbal every once in a while to get a sweeping shot. Like I get it. And I specifically pose to direct for them as mm. much as I do for me because the photographer tends to direct. It's just how it is. Right. And I love like, you know, I'll tag team with you back and forth. But this past weekend, you know, we arrive, let's just say they were a little off 
not dressed quite as professionally as oh, one would expect. Such a pet peeve. Black socks and, and Velcro sandals are just not. No, 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 no. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I have a photo. No. <laughs> In my defense, I didn't judge anyone. I didn't take that photo until much later after they started. Yeah. <laughs> this would not have been an issue until you right. started pulling some stuff. Right. So, you know, as the day progressed, like you can tell, you know, there's always going to be new vendors. Yeah. That's okay. Also have a lot of grace for new vendors. There are things you don't know and things, whatever, but they were both new and obnoxious and boisterous. Oh no. So it was like, oh, anyway. So as we start going along, I usually introduce myself. Hey, you know, my husband's a videographer. I know you need movement. Like you are more than welcome. Don't ask my permission. Just sweep in front of me if you need to with that gimbal. That's totally fine. Do what you need to do. I'm going to pose with a lot of motion. So I'm like, I got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We get to the first look. Yeah. The first look, I believe they're already kind of pissing me off. But throughout the entire time we're photographing them, they were really obtrusive during the first look. They were really obtrusive during the vows. And I'm like, okay, fine. So you feel the need to set up a mic like that. You're going to put a black mic on top of that white dress and you didn't buy the correct equipment. So it's not like that. Fine. Okay. But then, you know, they just started stepping in front of my photos. As I'm literally saying one, two, three, because it was a family photo grouping in those. It's like, okay, Aunt Betty in one, two, three, snap. Okay, Aunt Betty out, one, two, three, snap. Right. And I do those really quickly. And family photos, not for nothing, they don't really need them. But I would pose a family photo and then would I'd be like, one, two, okay, whenever you're done, literally jumping in front of me. Oh my goodness. For what? That's a crappy video shot. And then I would even have another one. She would start being like, okay, now everybody look over here. I'm like, what kind of video do you need? What are you putting together? What are you producing? And then she's like, oh, look over here for a picture over here. Like, excuse me? You're not You do motion, not stills. Exactly. Like, that's in my contract. Again, I'm like letting that go, letting that go, (laughs) letting that go. Now comes time for the ceremony. (laughs) I'll just show you this this beautiful photo. That would be him walking down the aisle with her. With her her walking backwards on the gimbal. And I get it. That's what every little movie does. Right. But three feet away from her walking down the aisle. And then I have the groom on this side. You know, I'm standing in a way where I can photograph the bride and then photograph the groom's reaction. Yeah. And I I had to tell him like, I am so sorry. I have to step in front of you because he's there and I don't have a shot of her walking down the aisle from here. I'm so sorry. I'm like sweating hearing this. Yeah. So I had to step in front of him and then the ceremony commences. Oh gosh. And this videographer, it, it's a it's a hoopah, but it was a gazebo. So the couple's inside. So the line of sight to this couple was just not non-existent anyway. He right. was not more more than five feet away from them. Oh no. Blocking any possible view. And I walked up to him like, hey, you're you're not gonna stay here, right? Like it, can we move <laughs> out? And he ignored me. Ignore me. And I literally I'm like, and I'm trying to whisper and I'm embarrassed as hell being all the way up there like that. I'm like, please, please, can we, can we move back? And he wouldn't. I'm like, I finally oh, no. had to be like, this is extremely obtrusive and you need to move back. And he finally did. Uh, again, it was one foot at a time. And I'd be like, no, further, no, no, no further. So I at least got him five, like five pews away. I think at least that's like a somewhat respectable distance. I would have been further. 
And then he kept going back and I had to do it again. Like, this is obtrusive. You are blocking everybody's view. This is obtrusive. And then it was just everything after that was just seemingly at a, this is him having the first dance, in my opinion, with the couple because he's no more than two feet away from them. And I get you want to do your gimbal and I get you want to write every once in a while, but you're dancing with the couple. Like you're literally in their first dance. It's not okay. No. Again, do your sweeps, get in, get out. Do not dance with the couple (laughs) the entire time. Hey, it's me, Heather, the resident tech nerd around here. Seriously, guys, I love tech that makes life and business easier. And one of those tech pieces for me is Timeline Genius. I'm telling you, when I found out about it, I lost my mind. Um, If you're making wedding day timelines the old-fashioned way, you're missing out, my friend. I mean, I'm sure your timelines are lovely and all, but this is next level. You can save time and create timelines that are unmatched with Timeline Genius. Shoot, you can even set up text reminders in Timeline Genius, and that can remind the vendors of little details on the big day. I like to set up a reminder of where to park or the loading dock in my Timeline Genius timeline, and it sends them a little reminder with the links to their phone at the exact time I want them to have it, maybe 30 minutes before their arrival. It is wild. And the reviews I get from other vendors and from my clients are top notch because of this level of detail. And you know what? You can try Timeline Genius for free for two weeks. You guys go over to the unionpodcast.com slash timeline and give it a try. If you love it half as much as I do, you're going to be a raving fan just like me. Again, that's the unionpodcast.com slash timeline and enjoy that two free weeks with Timeline Genius, you guys. We interrupt this podcast because there is something extremely special that I want to share with you guys. Uh, I don't know about you, but for the last who knows how many years, I've been using a Frankenstein Googled copied and pasted contract. And while that is extremely embarrassing to admit to all of our listeners, I know that there are people out there who feel the same as I do. And there were a couple things that kept me from actually getting an attorney drafted contract. Actually, no, there was one thing. It was so expensive and it seemed so out of reach. That's when I learned about Legally Set. You see, Coonby with Legally Set has created industry-specific contracts for people like you and me working in the wedding industry. They're easy to customize. They're drafted by an actual attorney and not Googled. Can you imagine that? And last but not least, they are so extremely affordable. So if you were like me and maybe using a less than appropriate and or legal contract, it's time to step up your game. You have no more excuses. Head on over to theunionpodcast.com slash legally set to check them out. One of my best friends in the world is wedding videographer. And we did a video <laughs> and videographers came for him so hard because of some of the stuff oh, he no. said. But basically, he's like, get off the dance floor, get mm-hmm. a longer lens. I don't know what the term, but, but basically it was like, yeah. you can still get have a longer a lens, full videography and not be next to them. There is absolutely no reason the first dance should be you, your now husband or like your partner and your videographer. There's no reason. Mm-hmm. Nope. There's no excuses. As a professional, you need to get a different lens. Yeah, you do. And you need to understand what's called the 180 access line. They had no concept of the 180 access line, what which is that? prevents all of us from being in each other's photos. So it's literally, if I'm here and my mm-hmm. couple's right in front of me, you need to be in this parallel line 
and yeah. or behind me. Yeah. And they kept going on the other side. I mean, they kept jumping in front of each other. It was like laughable. I think they had never actually even worked together before, which is what happens sometimes when you hire a factory cheap studios. Yeah. They weren't they couldn't even get out of each other's way, much less all of ours. Yeah, it's just it becomes one of those things where you're just like, how on earth? <laughs> how on earth are you hired? And the couple doesn't know any better, right? Like they're they're not like, here's what the experience is supposed to look like. They just think it's right. supposed to be bumbling and awkward. Right. And they don't know, even while they're experiencing it, like they, they don't necessarily know they're not supposed to walk down the aisle with you and right. have the first dance with you. And uh, again, I'm all for understand. I understand the gimbal and I understand being five feet away every once in a while. And I understand rotating around and all the things, but it was just there. There is a line. You have to know how to work with people. It, it yeah. was just, and it was, it was embarrassing. I was just embarrassed. There's a literal line. Literally, mm-hmm. there's and a line that you don't physically Literally cross. the 180 access line. Literally 180 access line. And on top of it, I had multiple people ask me if that was my crew. No. So it looks bad. Yes. Because people always- like, Yeah, they don't know. You know, combine photo video uh, together. I have multiple people asking me, oh, th- that's your videographers? Like, that's part of your crew? And I no. Think, oh, dear God, please no. No, 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 no. And the amount of people that would look and then make that assumption without even mm-hmm. saying anything to you. And you're like- <laughs> Yeah. No, we actually had a similar experience again with a dear friend. I promise all all my stories are not about dear friends getting married. We discussed this in the uh, (laughs) podcast we did over for Engage. Um, But this is literally a childhood friend of mine. We had a lemonade stand together. We go way back. And (laughs) her videographer was such a snotball. I couldn't even, I could barely contain myself. So hair and makeup had ran late and we're in LA. So We knew we'd run into some sort of traffic issues. We'd kind of anticipated, brought in some buffers, and it probably wasn't hair and makeup's fault. Usually it's because, you know, we've got a a handful of women tittering about in a very small hotel room, and it's just hard to keep people focused and moving forward. So I'm not blaming hair and makeup at all whatsoever. Could it be them? Maybe. Could it also be the wedding party? Also maybe. So we were already running late, and this videographer had such an air of superiority about him that he just was like, my craft is more important than anyone else's. Did he say those words? No. Did he convey those with his actions? Absolutely. So they're outside after the ceremony. I walk up to go check in on time. Photographer is sweet as a button, just sweet as a button. I'm like, hey, how you doing? She's like, not good. I'm like, what do you mean not good? She's like, I can't get a shot. I'm like, what do you mean you can't get a shot? She goes, he keeps walking in front of me. I literally can't get a shot. So I'm like, okay. So I go up to the videographer and I go to talk to him and he's like, uh, give me a minute. Okay. Cause we can't walk and shoot and talk at the same time. Sure. Wow. That was patronizing. So I was like, okay, give you mm-hmm. your minute and then go, okay. So what is the time frame looking like on what we've got going on here? We're already delayed. Guests are starting to get antsy. Mm-hmm. They're ready for food. They don't want to be out in the cocktail hour anymore. Her mom was one of my mom's best friends. And she's like, Janie, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Give me a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> You know, like I'm about to irrevocably ruin this relationship with one of my mom's dearest friends. Like, I can't do this. So finally get a chance to chat with him because he allowed me to. And I'm like, all right, so what's your time frame? And he's like, well, I promised them the shot inside before we let people in. Like, well, we're already 20 minutes over. So if you're going to do that, you need to go do that now. And he's like, I can't. I have other shots that I need to get. I said, all right, well, I have an entire slew of 150 people that I have to be caring for as well. So it doesn't seem like this is going to be an opportunity for you to get a shot in there. So unless you go do that right now or we make adjustments to your shot list or whatever it is that you need to be doing, that's not going to happen. 
he needed the couple for the shot. He promised them that they'd have like some sort of spinning shot before people came in. I'm like, well, that's just absolute. You don't, first of all, Mm -hmm. you don't promise. You say, I'll try my best. Right. Uh, That's just ridiculous. And then the bride's on the verge of tears because she's so upset because she really wanted that shot, but he's not prioritizing it. 15 minutes later, the photographer comes up to me crying. I'm like, what on earth are we supposed to do with this dude? So luckily we, we, we managed to get through the rest of the night relatively unscathed. But at a certain point, she literally said to him, she's like, I can't get the shot. You keep stepping in front of me. You keep stepping literally in front of my camera. I can't. And she's saying tears in her eyes and he just does not care at all. I mean, he was wearing proper shoes. So at least we had that going for us. <laughs> yeah. Our day ran late on Sunday too. It was just exasperated all of it. And I'm sure for them too, you know, I'm sure in the beginning they were trying to work nicely. And I think because I know how to work fast and I know how to make up time, they yeah. can keep up. And there's, I mean, you literally excel at speed shooting. This is something yes. you talk about. <laughs> this is something that you're like, hey, I mean, how quickly can you get through family photos? Like seven minutes or less. That is, that's not real to me. Like I believe <laughs> you, but I don't believe you. <laughs> I think like, I have it on, on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> no way of like actually getting through it that quickly. Yeah. It's definitely in my speed posing course. I, I literally have a timer going and that's yeah. including like when one side is like divorced and has other people. So it's not even like a, a simple family photo. Lesson, yeah, extra family dynamics. And you still got it done in seven minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think it basically. So when video is during my seven minute spiel of quickly, 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 because right. also the, the hall was just the, the bridal attendant. Oh my God. What? The bridal attendant followed her halfway down the aisle so closely that she stepped on her veil as she walked. <gasps> No. Why are you walking halfway down the aisle with her? Not to mention with the videographer three feet in front of you. This bride walked halfway down the aisle with two black dots before and after her. I, oh my gosh. Oh my oh gosh. gosh. I got pictures of all of it. Oh my <laughs> What? Could it not? <laughs> On earth. I think the only time I've ever followed a bride like that is her veil got caught in the grass because it was beaded and really heavy and she hadn't walked oh, with yeah. it. And it kept yanking yep. her head back. So I grabbed yep. it, but I'm like, I'm like crab status, like like scuttling behind her, trying to get her close enough to the back of the aisle, but stay out of the photos. And I'm like sweating. I mean, if, if the photographer got a photo of me, I probably would have looked like I just crawled from the pits of hell. So I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but trying to keep a neutral face, right? Like yeah. I'm on the inside, I'm like dying. <laughs> but that's appropriate. Needed. <laughs> well, it didn't feel appropriate at the time. I mean, obviously hindsight, <laughs> of course. I'm like, what else were we going to do? Let her scalp get tor- torn off? Really? No, of course not. Those veils are violent. They are so violent. But also, mm-hmm. why is it that at events like this, it's just like domino effect? Mm-hmm. One bad vendor leads to another situation or like, I don't think it's because we're more aware either. I think it's just a hot mess event. <laughs> it is. And that, I mean, I'll attribute some of the heightened stress to that was the other thing. I just it was so hard for me not to say anything because I don't I don't want to actually get in words with this person. I, right. that's not professional. You know, I'm going to keep working, but when I'm literally saying one, two, and then putting my camera down because they jumped in front of me, it's like, everybody sees what you're doing. And this is not looking good, sweet pea. No, and as long as I remain silent, we all know it's you. That's not looking good enough. Me. Right. <laughs> but also what are you doing with family photos? You exactly. don't need those. You don't need those. And if you do need them, you need the side shot and like cute little moments, the before and after, not the tilt, turn, smile, cheese. Yeah. Not look my way. Who cares? Like mm. that is so not, oh my goodness. So what is it that you do in a situation like that? I mean, do you just grin and bear it until the night's over? Like, do you say I, something? Honestly, I, I try to smile as much as possible. 
because I got to <laughs> put a professional face on. Yeah. I try to work around them and, you know, I try to just be the, the most professional vendor I can. Like I, I have no solution for it. I mean, I'll speak to them, but not in, I can't like chastise them. You know, that's also not professional. That's not working yeah. with somebody nicely. Um, but I, you know, I ended up having to say during the ceremony, like, could, could we back up a little bit? Oh, you're not actually even acknowledging my words right now. Oh, okay. You okay. need to back up because this is really obtrusive. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not I'm, moving, even though I'm embarrassed being this close up. Right. Cause I can't move because then I lose my shot because you're in the way. Like I have to, because Dead you're making this decision. Center, skateboard legs spread center of the no. aisle. Five feet away from I just, I feel like we are here to make clients the hero of the day. Right. Exactly. And we yes. are here to make sure the client experience and the guest experience is wonderful. Like you want them to feel as connected. You want to be like, I, I want people to almost not even know that I'm there. Yes. Right. Absolutely. I, I'm going to deliver a great service. We there. Right. <laughs> right. Like people are probably able to read the label on the back of your pants because you were up front so much or whatever. Like that is so not the purpose. It's not look how grandiose I am. Look at me. I'm a wedding videographer. Right. Ta-da. Exactly. You're like, no, no. Yeah. Get off the He definitely floor. wasn't, he wasn't self-centered. It wasn't that vibe like your friend's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was inexperienced mixed with that aggressiveness. And oh I was like, gosh. you can't have both. No. Like, Sit down, be humble, both. learn something, especially when learn you're working something. with a photographer that like is literally married to a videographer. You could have not struck better, pure gold than you could mm-hmm. in this situation. Like just yeah. like, I'm all about you. <laughs> I'm here to support you. I totally understand doing this for multiple decades. Just mm-hmm. you do you. I'll support. Nope. Okay. Here you are again. Great. I have another photo of your back. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. What a rough yeah. situation to be in. Oh my goodness. That actually reminds me of a totally different story. But there was a, I'm all about online courses, right? Yeah. Online courses are awesome. I love them. We've got our mastermind. We've got the master plan. Like I love trying to find a way to assist people in what they do. There's this one photographer that we worked with who's creating an online course. How did I know this? She brought a videographer to record her at the wedding. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. The bride knew, the groom knew. They were, she's like, yeah, they know. They're totally okay with it. But the moment I felt bile rise up in my throat was when she was (laughs) out on the dance floor, three and a half feet away from the couple, and her videographer is spinning around her. Oh, stop it. I was that's really bad angered. I was so frustrated on behalf of my clients. It turned into this dog and pony show. Okay. I also (laughs) do behind the scenes and of videos. And I do one of two things. Either I put a GoPro on the top of my camera, the most unobtrusive way to do it. bothers nobody except me because my hammer gets really, my camera gets really heavy. (laughs) (laughs) And I obviously check it with the bride and groom first. Yeah. But I have had um, somebody come to film me before but they put on a 70 to 200 and they blend into the background. I yeah. don't even want to see them. And I definitely don't want my couple to see them. <laughs> oh no. my word. I mean, if you watch any of my behind the scenes videos, I, the same exact thing. I will literally find a corner to go talk to my camera. I'm like, hi. Exactly. But because I just should see you doing that. No, Nobody. I don't want anyone. I was like one time a guest walked by and goes, are you vlogging? And I'm like, I'm going to go die now. That's not. Yeah. It's I would just... literally, that's yeah. Every once in a while, I'll turn the GoPro to myself, but literally when I'm in a corner. Right. 
I'm doing this thing. This, this is how I play. And if that comes from insecurity of like vlogging in front of people, I don't know. Probably there's got to be an element of that. But the other element is like, this is not about me. Yep. And I think that that is such a frustrating thing for those of us vendors that are like, we are in this for our clients. Like this is mm-hmm. not my glory, like not my day to shine, my day to support, my day to capture, my day to revel in and enjoy with them alongside them and celebrate what's happening here. But you, I don't want you to know I'm there until like, maybe we're just doing the, the, the portrait session. Like I just want exactly. it to feel seamless. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how it so should so when these other vendors come in with egos or like inexperience and then bravado. Oh, oh that's the word. Inexperience bravado. and bravado. I mean, we were all young and dumb at some point, but oh man. That's a wrap folks. That's the end of the episode for today. And I hope that you found some amazing wisdom from what we discussed here today. If you did find some little nuggets of wisdom that you just loved, we are so glad to hear it. And we would love to actually hear back from you about that. If you take a screenshot of this episode and tag Wolfer and Co over on Instagram, let us know, like tag us, let us know that you liked what we talked about here. Or if you didn't like it, you can also let us know. We, we might not reshare that one though. So yeah, Wolfer and Co over on Instagram, tag us, let us know your love in the podcast. We will be excited to hear about it. Until next week, once again, thank you for joining us and happy planning.